Talk Live. Welcome to the show. The phones are open. If you want to join us here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And we are expecting to be joined by Bonnie here in a little bit as well. Uh, What about Clyde? I don't know where he is. Okay. Uh, We've got a coconut. Yeah, in the yeah. house. <laughs> Body and coconut. <laughs> He's a killer. Uh, so we've uh, I've got a video here to start things out tonight from the World Economic Forum. They are back at it again in Davos. I believe that's Switzerland. May the fleas of a thousand camels find their tents. Yeah, these are a bad group of uh, people here. And to start out, here is what uh, Klaus Schwab, that is the founder of the World Economic Forum, had to say, I guess, at, you know, his introductory speech or whatever. I read today that it costs like somewhere between 28000 and $50,000 to get a ticket wow. to the World Economic Forum. And that's beyond the private jet, where uh, I'm pretty sure that when they're bitching about the environment, each one has to bring his own <laughs> private jet. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they have their own private airport and everything. They have their own uh, police. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw this, but there's images of uh, like Swiss Canton cops wearing a World Economic Forum patch that is apparently like a Velcro patch that they put on just for these four days. Wow. They're, uh, they're at the World Economic Forum. Do you know what the world? Can you define what the World Economic Forum is? Uh, the World Economic Forum is a gathering of elites who think they know how to live your life better than you do, and they're going to force all of the governments of the world to force their ways on you. Uh, that's that sums it up. Vague, but pretty accurate, I think. Yeah, and I would say that's actually a a summary of what Klaus Schwab says here in his uh, his introductory speech, which I will play for you uh, in just a moment after I lost it. Here it is. Here's what he had to say. Let's also be clear. The future is not just... He sounds like a villain. Doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, somebody else said that. I think it might have been Jeffrey Tucker that he sounds like a Bond villain. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that's something we've been propagandized in to distrust a- accents, but it's still amusing. Yeah. In his case, it is absolutely In, in sinister. his case, it's absolutely accurate, yeah. I think. He seems very sinister. Let's go on. Yeah. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us, by a powerful community as... You here in this room. <laughs> yes, the people with power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the means to improve the states of the world. But two. Co- Isn't wow. that interesting what he just said there? And, and maybe it's just the accent or whatever. He said, we have the means to improve the states. Or was it the state of the world? Because it um, sounded like states to me. Either way, it's remaking reality yeah. in his, to his liking by force. Yeah. So it's it's sinister whether he used the singular or the plural. There. No doubt. We have the means to improve the states of the world. It does sound like he used the plural. Yeah. And that's what he's all about. Uh, although I just used the plurals there, and I didn't mean to use the plurals. The plurals were inappropriate. He's all about <laughs> the state. We continue. But two conditions are necessary. The first one is that we act all as stakeholders 
of larger communities that we serve not our only that's another one you hear a lot from the world economic forum when they talk about mm-hmm. their new uh, stakeholder capitalism yeah is what they call uh, it. and if you look at what stakeholder capitalism means it's basically an alliance between big government mm-hmm. big business and big labor now, that's not a new idea. It's just it used to be called corporatism. Sure. And the person who called it that was Mussolini. And it is how a fascist economy operates. Okay? No freedom. The government doesn't own everything like under communism, but effectively they do mm-hmm. because they exert massive control right. over You can't start anything. a business without permission. Yes. And he purposely and, made it as hard to understand as possible when he defined it, this guy. Sure. Obfuscation is one of their favorite tools. Yeah, um, and what you're referring to, Bonnie, is when you go to their website or whatever and you look up what their plan is, and it's just a bunch of gobbledygook. We read it on Mm -hmm. Free Talk Live. Klaus Schwab, I think it was, had a write-up that he was uh, explaining what stakeholder capitalism would be, and it was just like running around in circles, not making any sense, using big words to where the average person would be like, oh, I get it, when they Mm -hmm. don't get it, because it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's... To even call it capitalism is is kind of foolish because it's not. Mm. Um, you know, capitalism. It's not free yes, capitalism is a free market economy based on private property rights. Okay, everybody has the right to play the game. Everybody plays under the same rules. Now. If you've been paying attention, you know that doesn't uh, that doesn't describe the modern American economy, mm-hmm. which is also not capitalist. It is. It's more democratic, socialist, fascist than crom- anything else. I would say fascist. Yeah. Um, well, crony fascist. Yeah. Yeah, and and cronyism is a big part of of fascism. But mm-hmm. the whole word fascism comes from the rods that were carried by Roman empires that were actually rods. The bundle of sticks. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and and they were rods that were made up of many other rods. And uh, the word is woven, fascist, right? woven together, the word was fascia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, it was basically the uh, the a metaphor for the intertwining of the different parts that made up uh, the Roman Empire, which I believe in the context of the Roman Empire meant the different tribes that they had conquered who would then become Roman. Um, And that was the thing about the Roman Empire is if the Romans conquered you, it just meant you were a Roman, but you had the same rights as all the other Romans. Oh, is that like how people try to tell me I'm American? Uh, Yes. Yeah, more or less. Sounds like federalism to me. Um, Although we don't have the rights of all the other Americans. There are there are multiple classes of Americans. There's there's ordinary humans and then there are a thousand different levels of political access and power that you can have each one of which gives you different rights mm-hmm. than an ordinary american who has no interest in in their crap another thing i uh picked up on is stakeholder sounds like stay colder and they're all about <laughs> ending global warming 
Yes, yes, that's true. Well, global warming is is the is the newest religion, and it's based very much on the older religion. Basically, uh, prosperity is sin, and if you sin, <laughs> you are doomed to burn in the eternal fires mm. of global warming. Wow, yeah, I never actually, I've uh, never heard it um, compared that way. That's really interesting. Yeah. Let me continue with uh, more of uh, the Bondville. Self-interest, but we serve the community. That's what we call stakeholder responsibility. And second, that we collaborate. How can you take that, that statement seriously from somebody who gets $60 billion, I think you said, a year of uh, taxpayer money? Uh, no, or no, it was million? $60 million over like 10 years or something. Okay, but well. still, and they charge a bunch of money. They charge yeah. twenty eight thousand dollars for a seat at their uh, dinner. They have. How can you take that that statement seriously? Like, oh, don't you? Don't, we don't want uh, personal profits. Yeah. And and you know if if he really was serious about that, I invite him to give all of his money away, and mm-hmm. then he won't have have this problem of uh, people thinking that he's interested in profit. Well, that's what a leader would do, right? Um, if that's what you want people to do. If you want people to give away their money, then you got to go first. You got to yeah, show the way. Yeah, that I would agree with. I, I wouldn't say that any leader would necessarily give all his money away. No. As a matter of fact, I think they would generally try to use it to good cause, but he would generally set the example he wants to see. Indeed. There's more coming up here in moments. Plus, we'll hear from the second in charge or his right-hand man in the World Economic Forum. Welcome to Free Talks Live. Oh we God. have plans for you. <laughs> we you plan listen. to let you make your own plans. <laughs> you will listen and you will be happy. You will call the show. What, <laughs> 603, I don't, know how you, I don't know the numbers in German. 603-283-6116. That wasn't actually German. That was just English with an outrageous <laughs> accent. <laughs> We're playing audio from the uh, the World Economic Forum. It's happening now. It's going on for the next three or so days in Davos, which sounds like a Doctor Who villain uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dava. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the guy in the chair was like, started with a D, but I don't remember the, the guy that created the Daleks. D- didn't his oh. name start with a D? In Doctor Who? Yeah, in Doctor Who. Okay. I don't know. For some reason, I was yeah. thinking about Austin Powers. Mm. Um, they also had a guy in the chair. But okay. uh, but yeah, I was never a big Doctor Who fan. I watched a couple seasons of the new one oh, okay. with Cassidy, and I really enjoyed it. But I never, uh, um, I never went back to it. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I've only seen a couple episodes, not even a couple seasons, and it did nothing for me. And everybody who talks about that show is like, it's the best show ever. Did you watch the old or the new? I don't even know. Some I girl that I knew liked it. I saw some old ones when I was a kid. My dad watched them on PBS way back when. Um, I've never seen any of the new stuff. But uh, yes, Davros was the name of the villain on uh, on Doctor Who. Wow. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> names are strange. The names yeah. that pop up in, in the news. It's interesting to me 
that if you listened to the news, you you would think that there would be a thousand John Smiths that you would be hearing about all no. the time. But there's almost never a John Smith or a Joe yeah. Jones on the news. It's like it's almost like the people who are destined to end up on the news are appropriately named to end up on the news and be right. remembered as individuals. And I don't know if I don't know how that comes to That's be. Weird. Yeah, you, you're Maybe waking up some conspiracy theorists. They're I, getting up to write this it down. It may not be a conspiracy. It may be that uh, that people who are. Uh, dubbed with unusual names are more likely to do noteworthy things. Mm. It's just as possible. It's just strange. I think I have a pretty unusual name. What's in a name? Let's go to John. He's on the line in Colorado. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, John. Love the show. This is great. Thanks. What's on your mind? um, well, I, I filed today, I sent a letter to the great Anthony Blinken, uh, and I, I sent a copy of it. And that's the Secretary of State? State. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, or the way I like to refer to him, he's the uh, appointed puppet uh, whose duty it is to receive affidavits of truth and assertory oath repudiation and revocation of citizenship which is what i sent him today oh so revocating revoking your citizenship that's an interesting thing mm-hmm. yeah but it's a corporate citizenship that right. we're talking about you're gonna take us down the rabbit hole here aren't you john i'm really interested in that i have this book in the studio i haven't read yet called knowing your straw man and whatever else you want to know, it's like that. A actually, title. sounds very much like an article John sent to me a couple of weeks ago. Mm. So that's mm. kind Absolutely. of interesting. On topic, one hundred percent on topic. Mm. But yeah, God, what a great Bond villain we got there. Um, <laughs> well, hold, hold on before we go off yeah. into the Bond villain thing. I mean, can I understand no, no. this is a deep, uh, deep subject? We've had people call about yeah. this uh, before. I've done research yeah. about it myself over the years. This idea of the corporate citizenship, uh, revoking that. Can you somehow yeah. summarize this in a way that you know can be communicated to the average yeah. radio listener? Right. So, well, first off. Um, any good libertarian knows that we all stand on our own two feet in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's not something to do lightly. And that there may come a time when I think at least a couple people on this show know that you are the only one there to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing to do without doing a lot of research and understanding exactly what the rest of the 43 pages are that I sent in today. But I do know this much, that we are, we all consent to what we understand to be the laws of this land every day with small actions we take. For the record, as I've mentioned to the legislature, I do not consent. I just don't generally fight back because I don't want to be shot. And my brother, those are, those are some of the most powerful words right now and yeah i keep telling them that but they just don't care that's the problem and 
thing, and and it's up to us, Ian, to 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 make them care, and mm-hmm. and uh, but it's a process, and we really have to know what we're doing, and there's, it's not it's not something I did lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nobody's known me forever mm-hmm. since since like 1986. Oh wow! Um, he knows who I, am. I knew him when I was somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, John, but I, I th- I, what I want you to do here is try to explain for our audience what exactly the goal of this thing is that you did, this 46-page filing, without yeah. going too deep into well, the weeds. I, you wanted it to have an effect, so what effect did you want it to have? Uh, well, I'm no longer subject to their laws. Hmm. They, meaning the federal I'm, government am, uh, I, gang? What's that? They, meaning the federal government gang? Yeah, the federal government, the state government, the municipalities, the counties, none of them. Okay. I I well, don't... The, the, oh, sorry. I don't, I don't know how reputable these are, but I've seen videos of people, because I follow lots of people on, like, Instagram that talk about uh, destroying your straw man and, you know, getting rid, taking over your corporate self, all this stuff. And I've seen videos they'll post where somebody, like, has done this and they get pulled over and they have an ID that just says they're a tribal nation... Uh, yeah, that works. And the, the, the police officers that. come back, put give them their ID, and say have a good day and leave. I've seen really? videos of this. Yeah, yeah, that's that. You'll be seeing a lot more of that. I just um, wonder. It always makes me wonder. What do I do if I'm white? Like my family is literally from Europe. Well, I uh, if most if most persons uh, that is also a, 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 a synonym for slave, by the way. Um, white. And it only refers to person. Still, oh person in the if, if you look up the origin of the word it'll it'll basically translate to slave interesting um um but anyway anybody that looks at me would think i'm white too i did one of those dna things and i found out i'm an asian too all right so i, I want to can you hang on john because i want to keep the conversation I, going here do you have time totally. okay more uh with john in colorado he says he just filed a 46 page affidavit or something with the federal government gang now says he's uh, free of having to obey their laws and i love this idea i'm just highly skeptical that yeah it will do anything i would I, i'd put myself in that category. there's more coming up do you feel like your country no longer holds your values have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. Join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. The features that we share with you are free. Uh, so enjoy that website over at freetalklive.com. Archives go back for years, and you can enjoy that over at freetalklive.com. By the way, 
Uh, I do want to tell you about Bitcoin.com as well. If you are interested in getting into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin dropped below $30,000 recently, and it's rarely gone above it in the last few days. Although wow. it did peak above 30000 today. It's back around twenty nine. I think, just before we started the show. You can learn more about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash over at Bitcoin.com. That is where you can click Get Started at the top of the page and learn about cryptocurrency. Get the basics down before you decide to jump in. And when you do decide to get in, it's probably best to take it slow. Don't you know? drop a whole bunch of money in all at once. I, I like the dollar cost averaging. That seems to make the most sense where you just buy a little bit over time. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can afford to lose. If you got an extra 20 bucks that you would normally spend on, I don't know, alcohol or going out to eat or something like that, you can put it into cryptocurrency. And Anytime you see the uh, news agency is saying cryptocurrency is dead, that's buy always a some. good time to buy. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, usually means the price has dropped and it tends to come back. The media has reported 10,000 of the last zero deaths of Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> yep. there's a website, I think, that tracks them as well. Uh, anyway, go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, do some research before you jump in, but it might be a good time to start looking at it sooner rather than later. Let's go to uh, back to John. He's an old friend of yours, nobody, from way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, and John, you are somebody who sounds like you've been doing a lot of research on this whole corporate citizen, a.k.a. straw man uh, concept. And what we haven't done so far is you haven't really explained what this is. You're saying you filed some paperwork with the federal government recently and that you believe that this will mean that you are no longer subject to not only their laws, uh, which, of course, are just opinions backed by guns, but also the state and local laws as well. Why do you believe that? Well, it's what we have to understand is that we've only been taught one way, and that's the way of the Corporation of the United States. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to do their own research, just like your Bitcoin suggestion there. People shouldn't be buying crypto if they don't know what it is and sure. understand it. But essentially, what I I told the uh, appointed official, whose name is Anthony Blinken, um, that I am an American state national. And that means my allegiance is to the state of Michigan, where I was born. So it's not what people think when they think, oh, my God, he gave up his citizenship. What I told them is I'm no longer subject to the policies of the corporation of the United States. And you're not subject to the policies of the corporation of Michigan either, correct? Because I've heard that there's two different places in each state. that's exactly right. No, you're right. And if you if you dig, they all have a Dun and Bradstreet number. And what does that mean? That means they're private companies. And they each make state is a company. Mm-hmm. Each state, each city, each county, the federal government, they put these guys out there that they call police. But really what they are is policy enforcement agents. Mm. And that's what we know as laws. They're corporate bylaws. And if, as the great Pope said early on in this conversation, I do not consent, that's really what I did. What I did today is I, I, I sent a courtesy note to the Secretary of State of the United States, who's the appropriately appointed corporate official to receive such correspondence, mm-hmm. that I know the game and I'm not in it. 
Yeah, I love so, this uh, this this theory. I, I think it's very interesting. It's like I said, it's something I've done some research in myself. Actually, a few years yeah. ago, I filed some paperwork or attempted to. Uh, they refused it, so I just mailed it to them anyway. Uh, the uh, the local uh, city clerk's office here in Keene, New Hampshire, announcing that I was a uh, a state citizen, as uh, it was called, mm-hmm. and that it was rejecting the idea of. Uh, national right. citizenship or U.S. citizenship, etc. I I don't have Maybe all the details. Maybe you mailed it to the wrong people. No, no, I definitely mailed it to them. Well, no, um, no, you might, it it could have been anything, Ian. Honestly, if if you screw up one thing in your in your declaration, they can reject it. Yeah. So this is where this is where the problem really comes in. Is there's so many different theories about this, and there are there are these gurus out there and i'm not saying you're one of them john uh, but there are gurus out there who say they know the one true path and if you just pay them seven thousand dollars or seven hundred dollars or whatever they will show you the one true path okay well that doesn't you'll finally be free from the corporate citizenship and that doesn't destroy the veracity of other people who have said that it worked for them just because some people are saying oh pay me and i'll tell you the truth doesn't mean that everybody's doing that and I don't know why you always have to bring that up every time this subject well, comes up. The the reason is well, because when there are many different ways to do a thing, um, it almost becomes non-falsifiable. Because as soon as somebody says, well, you know, I did this thing and, and they enforced their laws against me. Uh, as well, then, oh, you didn't do it right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the right. old witchcraft. Um, uh, you didn't file thing. the forms in triplicate. See, you had to do it in uh, eight and a half by 14 size paper and legal. Well, you know, it is possible to know the truth, though. It's not like it's in what you just said, and there is something mm-hmm. you're you're hovering over the target there. And all I can say is that I can point people to where I got pointed. Okay. Where did you go? And that statenational.us. Statenational.us. And did they charge you for this information? You're not going to get too far right away because what you got to do is you got to go to a seminar. It mm-hmm. costs something, but it definitely doesn't cost seven grand. Okay. I was just pulling that it number out of thin air. But. No, charging no, something no, doesn't always no. equal that it's evil maybe no, if i didn't say it i didn't say it did but uh but and i understand why a lot of these people charge we had uh christopher uh forgetting his last name right now but uh, he does this kind of stuff in uh, in new hampshire and he has seminars and and he charges and i don't think he charges an arm and a leg or anything like that yeah, you gotta but, pay, you pay know, people pay, for their time you have to pay people for their time and and i understand that but uh, it, it is it is a turnoff when information that is supposedly freeing to people is held behind closed doors. That Think is held the, behind are, paywalls. Well, this is. Let me tell you the reasoning here, and 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 there is ways to access the information, and I can help people get some of it on their mm-hmm. own or point people toward it. Is what I'd much prefer to do, because you know what we started with. Everybody's got to stand on their own two feet. If you're going to send a notice like I sent today, you better know what's in the notice mm-hmm. and you better be able to speak to it if ever called to. Sure. So that's the reason that the access is limited because we don't want, you know, and when I say we, I'm not official, I am not affiliated. Mm-hmm 
with the owner of that site. Um, I'm just, I consider myself a member of their community. They're my friends. And, you know, I, I, I'm a, a free man. I'm a living soul. I am not a person as defined by the 14th Amendment in the Constitution. And you just sent this in this week? When did you do this? I sent it in about four hours ago. Oh, okay. But I've been getting ready to do it for about a month. Now, are you expecting them to give you some sort of confirmation? The, what they got. So I sent it registered mail, which means I will get it. All right, hold, hold on. Hold on. Uh, if you got time, John, yep. I want to continue uh, this discussion because... Normally, you don't get a lot of detail from people that are in this particular belief system, and I, I love it. I personally am a fan yeah. of this idea, uh, and just a, a huge skeptic that will actually do anything at all, um, because these people are just psychopaths, and they have cages and guns, and they're willing to use them. They really don't care what you think. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. We're talking about a uh, very obscure theory, possible truth. I would love for this to be true. It's something that I've heard... um, bandied about for many years and john is on the line in colorado he says that just a few hours ago uh he sent off a 46 page long uh, presentation or document uh, series series of documents to the secretary of state in the gang known as the united states it's an impressive length. The Declaration of Independence is only two pages. <laughs> so, uh, you know, without getting into the detail about this, John, you did mention that you learned how to do this on a website called statenational.us. You went to one of their seminars. Uh, you've been doing some research. How long were you preparing and researching? When did you start this process? And uh, and obviously it just uh, just finally culminated in the, the sending of the documents today. So when, how long have you been at this? I think it was first pointed out to me um, about six weeks ago. Okay. And at first I mistaked it for, is that where you declare yourself a sovereign citizen? I remember that was my first question. And I was told, no, that's actually going halfway and walking yourself into a potential world of trouble. Well, you can't be a sovereign Um, citizen because a citizen is someone who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection, and a sovereign is a king. Um, So you cannot have the same, you cannot have to do I have a question about that, John. What would be the, is there any way to uh, declare yourself sovereign and you're not part of the state community either? Like, why do you have to be part of a community? Because that part kind of turns me off in a way. Yeah, and I, I understand that, Bonnie. That That is a good point. And our, our friend the Pope made that point to me, actually, <laughs> maybe a couple weeks ago, I think. that You know, I'd like to think that I was just born onto this earth and <laughs> don't a owe A free it. man upon the land. <laughs> Correct. And, that's actually and, and, a sovereign and citizen. And I say that directly. I uh, my allegiance is only to God. It's in the. It is a forty-three page document, 
and it's in along the lines of the same thing uh, that they the 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 founders signed in in 1776 when they sent the famous letter to the king they listed the reasons why they were dissolving the political bands that used to tie them to each other mm-hmm. and so i did essentially the same thing and i will tell you that officially government records show in the last six months, there's been over a million just like me. How do you know Prior that? To, prior, well, I got Well, I will say it's secondhand from a friend of mine that I trust that looked it up. And they got it from a government bureau that over. Well, what I know is that there's now over two million of us. And then about six months ago, there was less than a million. So that's a very fast doubling time. Um, Because, you know, I've been hearing these things for and variations on the theme for a long time. The the Moors, um, for example, uh, people will uh, will. uh, And this is mostly black people, uh, maybe only black people. But they'll say that their allegiance is to the Moorish uh, Moorish nation. That's right. And that uh, they... Which is in North Africa, right? I think. Um, it's Morocco, right? Morocco, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's a defunct nation mm-hmm. um, to some extent, but uh, but, but I believe that's where here. it was. Because they made uh, packs with white people that came here, so the Moors also came here from Morocco to the United States. I'm glad you brought up the Moors because they. I remember seeing some really interesting videos of them in court. Uh, those are still online. If you look for the Moors Court, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find some videos where they just have at it with this judge. I don't know which uh, you know so-called jurisdiction mm-hmm. it was. If but, you have to claim a tribe, I wonder if the Shire Society would qualify. Oh, yeah, I would, I would do that. Did, I would hope it does because that was the purpose um, why we formed the Shire Society back in 2010 was to create a voluntary society because the government people kept on telling us, oh, well, you're part of society, so blah, 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 all this crap applies to you. And so we created our own society because a society is supposed to be a voluntary association of individuals who've come together for a common cause. Mm-hmm. And uh, government people keep insisting that we're part of their society, but we never signed a social contract. We never agreed to join their system. Mm-hmm. And so why not create well, another society that we can explicitly agree to join? And so that's what we did. And you can go to ShireSociety.com to learn more. But what were you saying there, John? Well, we actually do consent every day in the daily actions we take, um, like buying license plates and um, getting driver's licenses and paying taxes um those sort of acts are acts of compliance but that's um, there's a difference between comply is a better word word than consent a rape victim may comply but that does not imply that she consent correct but correct but nobody's ever explained the average person which is a corporate word and i need to stop using it um the average man or woman um, any other option. Mm-hmm. And so, so let me read to you. I'm, I've declared myself today an American state national. I hereby pledge my allegiance only to my God. I shall live by the commandment of love thy neighbor and do no harm in my private pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. That's the essence of what I did. And so mm-hmm. I'm happy to help others find their own way. 
that's all I can claim to be good at doing in this capacity. Mm-hmm. I am just getting started myself. There are people who've been American state nationals a lot longer than me. I went on this into this thing believing because of all the research I did, I listened to them for a long time and I did more research from alternative sources to check into what they were saying and find out for myself whether or not what they were telling me was true. If you're no longer I a have, citizen, what prevents them from deporting you? Uh, they can't. There, there's a reason. There's a good answer to that, my brother. But I, it, it's, it's not one that I can give you quick. Okay. And so, yeah, and I don't want to do injustice here. I, I just want to just plant seeds. That's all I'm trying to do is kind of, I believe I'm talking to an audience here that's going to be receptive to these ideas. And you mm-hmm. guys have confirmed that, I think, by a 3 nothing vote. <laughs> so I'm good with that consensus. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, there, there's a lot more to it, you know. And, sure. and statenational.us is just the start of it. Mm-hmm. There's Telegram communities. Anybody just reach out. Reach out to the Pope, nobody. He knows how to get a hold of me. If you are truly interested in hearing more about what I've learned. Well, I think Bonnie um, has a question. Happy Bonnie? Share it. I, oh, it wasn't a question. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, I do believe the numbers that a lot more people are getting interested in it now because my friend, uh, when she heard about Ian's case, she was she sent me this guy's Instagram. She was like, hey, this might help you guys. You should look into this. I, it's Brother I, Truth. I, on Instagram, so Brother Truth, he does seminars all over the country, like every couple weeks, where he has huge groups of people where he talks to you about this uh, stuff. He's a black man, or well, he doesn't like to be called that. So he's uh, a man. Yep, and uh, he usually living talks to other. Soul. Wait, what? What was that? Sorry. A living soul. Yep. And he's pretty cool, so I follow him and learn a lot on there. And I, I think a bunch of people are getting interested in this subject. Have you followed the uh, case of the the more recent case of the Moors in Massachusetts that happened last year? Uh, if you're asking me, I haven't heard the, not one thing about that. So the Moors, think- as uh, nobody referenced earlier, are a group of gentlemen. Uh, usually, they're they're black. And they they have done a lot of research on this. The Moors are mm. very interested in this sort of uh, freedom, this uh, renouncing yeah. of any kind of corporate yeah. citizenship or whatever. And a bunch of them got arrested on the side of the road in Massachusetts as they were traveling to Maine in the middle of the night to uh, go to uh-huh. some training seminar that they had uh, with uh-huh. uh, with guns. And they've been charged with various different possession of firearms uh, offenses. Oh, actual charges. Oh yeah, yeah. They guess what? The uh, the fact that they filed whatever they filed didn't stop the uh, state of Massachusetts from throwing them in the clink and uh, and keeping them there. And it was like a kangaroo Are they trial. Still in jail? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. I know they were denied bail. If yeah. stand by, John. If you want to stay stick with us, I'm just curious to your feedback on this. Because well, again, the typical response is, well, they didn't file the right paperwork. Oh, they missed a you know a paragraph, or they didn't talk to the right guru and. Uh, and I just I believe these guys know what they're doing. I think these guys are, are people who are, are quite obsessed with this particular topic. And yet, I'm pretty sure they're still in jail. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. You can join us at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. We started out talking about the World Economic Forum, and I do want to get back to that discussion when we get the chance, but phones are blowing up, so we are going to go back to those calls. We still have John on the line with careful with that phone. It might explode. It could. Uh, it, uh, we've got John on the line here. He's from Colorado, and he has been, in the last, he describes, I think, several weeks or if not months of his life, He's been researching diligently this whole theory about the corporate citizenship, a.k.a. straw man. Uh, and I don't want to put words into his mouth, but that's my understanding of what we've been discussing so far. It's a, it's a topic that's come up many a time over the years. Not often, but on occasion it does come up. Uh, somebody calls in and advocates some guru or another, and you can go and you know follow that guru's instructions. Usually you got to pay him. And then they tell you to send paperwork here or there, and then the paperwork will have, you know, if you write the right magic words in the right order and send it to the right bureaucrat. It's not magic, Ian, if you're working with what you learned that is possible to know. It's not like it's, it's, you don't, don't try to put it down by saying magic words. Arthur C. Clarke wrote that any sufficiently advanced technology was indistinguishable from magic. magic. Uh, the idea, Bonnie, isn't, I, it, my intention is not to belittle this. My, my, I really want to believe this. I really want to see. But every time I proof. tell you about something that I'm learning about and you don't know anything about, you say, I don't know if I believe that. Nobody cares, sorry, and if you believe a thing, if it's nobody possible does to care. know. He's a yeah, caring nobody kind of cares. If it's possible to know a thing, it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. You should learn about it. Sure, and then you sure. can and you I have, have no use for it. belief. No, I have learned about it. Uh, I've done a lot of research in, into this particular area, and although I have avoided paying the hundreds or thousands or whatever of dollars to hire a guru at this point, I've done a lot of independent research into this, and from what I've seen, there's not a lot of consistency when it comes to this. Now, you brought up, Bonnie, videos online that you've seen, apparently, of people showing paperwork to police on pullovers and it'll having the look police... like an id and the the ones i've seen it, it will be on brother truth's instagram mm-hmm. uh one word brother truth with an a uh he 
makes these that you can buy from him if you, I guess, uh, show him proof that like you have a Native American tribe in your blood because he, like, I guess the average person would say he was a black person, but he dismisses that uh, term. He doesn't uh, agree with it or like it. So, And he says he's Cherokee mm-hmm. and he has Cherokee blood and he has, you know, one of those cards that says that he's part of the tribe member Cherokee and but he doesn't live on like reservation or anything like that he this is like a it says sovereign something i don't know but they they hand them the they don't say a word they'll hand the police sure. officer that pulled them over this id card and then they'll come back to the car and hand it to them and say have a nice day and leave yeah those videos are very persuasive now of course what it could very well be is they just don't want to. They just don't want to bother with uh, with dealing with somebody like this. They know it's going to be difficult getting uh, a fine payment out of them. We've had people. Mm. We've had the local, um, you know, goons here in Keene drop charges on our people when whenever we challenge things like uh, parking tickets and things like that. But I want to bring John back on the line here uh, in Colorado. Uh, John, you're you're back on uh, Free Talk Live, and I'd asked you before we went to the news break there about the Moors, which are a group of black gentlemen who have done a lot of research in this particular area. Several of them uh, were arrested last year in the summertime in Massachusetts for they were just trying to drive through one of their vehicles had run out of uh, gas. They were on the side of the road, which was a huge mistake. Uh, They pulled over on a, a state highway. And, of course, the longer you sit on the side well, of a state they were in highway, Massachusetts, so that's a huge mistake to begin with. you got to go through Mass to get to Maine for the, you know, for the most part. But you could part. at least not stop. And it's <laughs> yeah. pretty easy to get through Massachusetts from north to, or south to north and not stop, I feel like. I yeah, mean, it was not a, a huge poor, state. poor planning on their part. They ended up, and it was midnight, so, you know, you pull over on the side of the road, and eventually there's some cops going to see you. And that's what happened. cops on the, I mean, people on the road at that time. Yeah, and that's what happened. They uh, Instead of just going to the gas station <laughs> to get more gas, they and pulled over. They didn't leave their guns, like, in the car. They no, were they wearing had them, them. they had them out. It all seemed like really bad plan after really bad plan. But the reason why they had them out is because they're you know they believe they're free people they probably have done things like filing things with uh, with the state and i am speculating on that just knowing the nature of the moors right like they didn't they didn't just start from zero and decide they were going to drive through massachusetts with a bunch of weapons they've probably filed a bunch of stuff with whatever anyway and and so john you were you had not heard of that situation no, I, 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 and I confess I still haven't, but I, I, um, well, you I have now on the break. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. You've given me what, you know, and I appreciate that. Um, I chatted with a friend of mine who's also listening and who, you know, there are people that, that declare themselves state nationals that have gotten in trouble. I've heard of that too. Sure. And it it typically happens due to one of two reasons, lack of knowledge. On whose part? Well, on their part, like, like what we started with, you know, this is a show I think geared toward libertarians, right? Mm -hmm. And and, Mm -hmm. it's geared towards anyone who wants to listen on the radio, but we are libertarians. Right. But but I think our primary um, understanding of ourselves as libertarians is that we stand on our own. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, 
if, if it comes down to it, nobody's going to be there for us, and we understand that. Well, so nobody means, will, but, uh, <laughs> you know, certainly for well, Ian or Bonnie, uh, and, or for you, for me, John, but nobody's there. Apologize, apologize for misphrasing this, but, uh, but for me that means that I have to know what I'm getting into before I start. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and I also, and uh, the other option, the other possibility for how things may have gone wrong. And I don't know, again, I said uh, enough times, I hope that I, I really don't know much about the Moore situation, but a lack of discernment, I would, I would say maybe uh, with, with bringing out all the, 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 the guns. Could I be. Mean, Let me give you another little example, little a little more close to home. Uh, a gentleman named Jay Noon. He's been a co-host here on Free Talk Live, and Jay is one of those guys that has been into this for his whole life. I mean, you've been at this for six months or six weeks or whatever. Jay was uh, born to a couple, his dad, Spud, rest in peace, uh, he never gave his sons or any of his kids a social security number, right? So they had a good start. Right. Like they, 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 their dad didn't pay property taxes. Uh, Jay doesn't have, I don't, I doubt it, but I can't speak for him. Uh, Jay. His kids don't have birth certificates. Yeah. Uh, and they were had outside of hospitals and things like that. So, uh, but, you know, so Jay was raised in this particular belief system for, for a very, very long time. And he's, he's come, he's an amazing guy. And he's one of those guys that has been traveling uh, without a license for as long as I've known him. I'm pretty sure he's, he still doesn't, doesn't have one. I mean, that, that's, that's the kind of person I take seriously, you know, when it comes to yeah. these theories, mm-hmm. like somebody who can prove like, yeah, I don't just talk the talk. I'm walking the walk. And that is Jay Noon. It was uh, probably about a decade ago that uh, he wasn't paying property taxes on a home uh, that he had, his first home that he'd purchased in Palmer, Massachusetts. And, you know, he did the best he could with filing whatever things that he needed to file as far as sovereignty is concerned. Uh, they still stole the property from him and they tax sailed it and gave it to a, to a stranger. And that's how you met him, right? You were down protesting. Yeah, that's right. We went down to uh, to defend his uh, what what level of freedom we could defend by standing in his yard and hanging out with him when he was expecting well, the police to show up. And then they they didn't show up that day because we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like probably at least a dozen people in his yard. But they came six months later and in, in the you know middle of the night and uh, threw him out of his own home. Might that be an example I, I of think... uh, just the fact that he was the like the only one at the time doing that type of stuff maybe not the only no, one but the only one. one of the only people at the time one in a million people doing that at the time john i i, I don't um we got other people on the line that want to call in about this so i want to ask you to call another night and tell us more right like when you get your yeah, uh one your... question on the plan though yeah i'd be interested to know if jay had that land yeah, I'll have to put you I'll in touch to with you him. on Telegram. Yeah, we'll put you in touch with him directly. Uh, and there's more coming up here. I want to hear about John's progress on this. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. And bring up anything that's on your mind. Although right now, we've uh, we've gone away from the initial topic, which was the World Economic Forum. And I do want to come back around to that. Ian, Bonnie, and nobody are here tonight. But somebody called in, uh, actually an old friend of nobody's from way back in the day, who's gotten into this whole 
state citizen, independent, get rid of the straw man. There's different terminology for the same concept. And the, the basic concept is to declare your own personal independence from the state. And everybody's got a theory on how this should be done. There's different theories about it out there. The gentleman who was just on the line with us said he filed a 46-page uh, affidavit with the Secretary of State's office, and he now believes that he is free from being able to be held uh, account or held under their laws. That that he no longer has to follow. I believe these were his words. He no longer has to follow their laws. And uh, and I really want that to be true. I really do. But every time I see examples of people who are a little closer to me that I know, like Jay Noon, for instance, who isn't here right now to talk about this, but he's somebody who's spent literally his whole life uh, in a very similar belief system. He put his own property on the line to put this to the test years ago, and he lost it. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Bonnie. Go, go ahead. I was going to say uh, this last segment, but we were kind of running out of time and everybody had things to say, but mm-hmm. uh, one time after I watched the Derek J's victimless crime spree. I was like depressed for like a week. I was just so like I felt down because I was like, oh, it seems like no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep coming after you. You can say you're your own sovereign being Mm -hmm. and they're not going to listen. They're going to put you in jail. You're going to have to take a plea deal. Otherwise, you're going to spend nine years of your life in jail. That's the message I got from Derek J's victimless crime spree. And, uh, okay, we need to do a sequel then because the, the the that message is incomplete because we do see a way out. Well, I want to say that actually I talked to nobody, uh, what I was going to say last segment, I talked to nobody like that week that I was feeling all down after watching it. And he said, well, the thing about that type of activism, uh, what, what do you call like front, civil disobedience, civil disobedience, but there's another word I was looking for. Non-cooperation. Well, no, but anyways, is that if you... Or trying to make the point of shaking a bear's cage and make the point that they will attack you. It's more effective when there's more people who were actually on your side before you make the point, because otherwise nobody mm-hmm. will care that the bear attacked you. True. Yeah. The The exact quote is, civil disobedience is akin to poking a bear with a sharp stick in order to demonstrate the danger of keeping and arming bears the problem with the method is that the demonstration is successful if and only if the demonstrator is mauled Mm. Mm. (laughs) and the word i was thinking of was direct activism well Mm. and and my quibble with the with that statement though nobody is the you can also have success if the bear does nothing uh, um, and and that's what happened in in a lot of cases when you get enough people together, then the bear is completely impotent because they don't have yeah. enough bears or whatever. And, and that was my point about you saying. Uh, that was my point about you saying. Oh well, I want to believe in this, but I can't believe in it because everybody I've know, known who tried this, uh, they got mauled by the bear. Well, maybe if enough people like. Uh, mm. The guy was saying a lot of people are uh, finding out about this information, even just people I know in my real life who are not libertarians, like my friend that pointed me to Brother Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, if maybe enough if people. enough people are standing up together, mm-hmm. it'll be a different outcome. Oh, that's always true. And that was my point about uh, about seeing a way out is that's the point of the Free State Project is right. getting enough people who believe in liberty into the same geographical location. Yeah. And, you know, I'm working on a tool called uh, called Self 411, mm-hmm. which is designed to be able to summon people 
when you find yourself in trouble. And that's another part of the uh, um, of the thing. Right. But there are other ways to communicate. Um, but, you know, the the thing is, when when you vastly outnumber the police and they believe that you are willing to stand up for yourself, that's when they balk. That's when they change their behavior. Yeah, and I want to talk further about that, but I also want to bring Dave on the line here in Michigan. Go ahead, Dave. You're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Uh, I just want to say nobody makes a great point. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I am a national, and uh, I follow a gentleman named Roger Sales. That's S-A-Y-L-E-S. He wrote a book called Sovereign to Surf. Mm-hmm. He has a website, Sovereign to Surf. His his gurus that, you know, he went to those seminars that he paid uh, big money for like 30 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And John, um, the two gentlemen gave these seminars. One of them is dead now, but those two guys went to prison. Uh, <laughs> and while they were in prison, they were they were they were in the prison together, a federal pen. And they were, it was a great library and all this stuff. And they were sending stuff to Roger and Roger printed it all. And he wrote a book. He, you know, they were writing a book, the three of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did get published. Uh, And you can find that uh, at SovereignToSurf.com. Roger does this for free Hmm. on a network called Jitsi. Uh, He's on uh, uh, Eurofolk Radio. He used to be on Truth Frequency Radio. He did some radio with Joyce Riley mm-hmm. years ago, and he did. Uh, he had his own show on uh, um, RBN, Republic Broadcast. Okay, so you, you've fat. given us all his credentials, but what makes him? I mean, besides the fact that he's doing this for free, well, which let me say that. Yep. Roger's got a one-paragraph affidavit that comes right out of the DS11. When you go apply for a passport, a brand new one that you never had before, it's called a DS-11. Mm-hmm. If you're renewing a passport, it's a DS-86, I believe. Uh, and in on the last page of the instruction sheet, uh, there's like four pages. The last paragraph says there's a red warning box, and it says if you uh, put in an affidavit with your application, you better be telling the truth because mm-hmm. we check. Well, in it says right in it that the one paragraph comes right from their State Department handbook, and it says, "I, uh, it, I'm going to paraphrase it mm-hmm. when you put in your affidavit. I, Ian, duly, uh, do, being duly sworn, hereby declare my intention. I am not a U.S. citizen, but I am a national." And mm-hmm. then there's a, a certain way to fill out your application, and he gives you. All these instructions, it's all free. There's every day he's on the radio, Monday through Friday. And on just to clarify, Dave, platform. you've done this? You've gone through these yes. these steps personally? I have, yes. And how My long ago did you do this? It. Well, we actually did it uh, back in 2018, but we didn't follow Roger's path. We we went to, if you look up coppermoonshinestills.com. Copper Moonshine what? Stills? Stills, yep. Like okay. a... a, a for making alcohol, yeah. Yes. 
Uh, can I hold over? Yeah, I want to hang on to you here. I want to find out because the other gentleman was a 46-page thing. Dave says, no, you just need a paragraph. So <laughs> I want to hear this. Brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah, I want to hear this theory as well. Uh, there's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. Just begin with one story that you believe in because it is true, and from this, other things develop. It used to be harder for me to write a novel because I was overthinking it and I had ambitions for it. You lose that ambition. You give up ambition, but you still love to work. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. See Garrison Keillor live on stage May 2nd at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Keillor will be joined by iconic artists, including country music star Brad Paisley, soprano Ellie Dean, Elvin Bishop's Big Fun Trio, vocalist Heather Massey, and many more. Enjoy a live show filled with Lake Wobegon stories, humor, music, and audience sing-alongs. Red Rocks Amphitheater, May 2nd. Reserve your seat today. Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We'll get back into the World Economic Forum a little bit later, but we are knee-deep in one of the more interesting theories out there, legal theories. Uh, the idea of just filing some paperwork and saying goodbye to the system, but staying right where you are physically. Uh, it's a very attractive pitch. It's something that those of us that love the idea of individual liberty and sovereignty are going to naturally be attracted to. But where do you start? There are so many people that advocate different approaches. We've Just tonight, we didn't even bring this up, but somebody called in earlier, filed a 46-page affidavit uh, with the Secretary of State at the, at the U.S. level. And now Dave in Michigan is saying, no, no, no a paragraph will do. And Dave, you said you've done this, and you were just getting into uh, to it with us. You filed it along with a passport application, which sounds a lot like what Christopher Gronsky, I remembered his last name, Chris Gronsky, uh, advocates here in New Hampshire, although he does courses and you know charges a little bit for, uh, for assistance. And of course, people's time is valuable. But and Dave, that's strange, because I always thought that the point of a passport was proving your citizenship. Well, the point, Dave, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, the point is when you file with the passport, you can file an affidavit along with it, and it all gets recorded together. So you have an official record of your statement, and that is an ideal place, for whatever, for whatever reason, I'm not sure, to make this sort of uh, independence statement. Dave, can you answer that uh, from your perspective? Absolutely. Uh, so what you know, Roger has taught us is uh, when you apply for a passport, and actually, you know, they have a passport card, so it's like an ID card, like a driver license. And, you know, side note, a, a passport is an international driver's permit. 
Um, I didn't know that. Really? I thought you had to apply for an international driver's license separately. They may have that, but you don't. I I know a lady that did this copper moonshine stills process many years ago, and she lives in Colorado near John there. And, uh, well, I don't know if they live near each other, but in the same state. And she's a feisty old gal, and I'm telling you, she she gave up her driver license because she called and she got a hold of Geico, and Geico told her she gave them her uh, passport card identification number, and they told her that her passport was a international driving permit, and she did not need a driver's license to get her uh, insurance on her vehicle through Geico. That's interesting. Wow. And then she got in a major wreck late, you know, a few years after that, and they covered everything. Her husband wow. actually broke his back. They went down the ravine, and you know, they totaled the, the vehicle was totaled. They covered it all. Dave, let's so, get back to you though. You filed this affidavit along with a passport application. Uh, one paragraph, I think you said it was a few years ago. You were well, ba- let me let me correct that. So we actually, when the Copper Moonshine guy. When we found that, he said he didn't recommend. He said the red box warning in the application process said not to fill out an affidavit. So we didn't, mm-hmm. and we didn't even read it. You know, dumb us. Mm-hmm. But you know what John was saying? Yeah, you better know what you're doing, right? You better do some research. But right. um, so the reason you send this through the passport application is because that Secretary of State at the Department of State. He regulates all citizenship in this country, people coming in and going out. And so what you do is you you put in a a cover letter and you say to the head and the administrative department uh, to you want your citizenship evidence, which is your affidavit. You can actually send one in prior to filling out your application for a passport. Uh, you send it right into the State Department and you say uh, you want your citizenship evidence placed in your file, your mm-hmm. administrative file, firmly and permanently. And, and the idea then, is that if you ever need to show you know, the IRS or whoever else it might be that you are not part of their system, that you can just point to that. Is that, is that the idea? Well, actually, what you do after you're done with that then you send affidavits to all of these, like the IRS, your secretary of state in the state you live in, mm. and the prosecuting attorney for the state, you know, judges in your county, whoever you want to notice that you are no longer a U.S. citizen, you've corrected your status. And what is it, and what is it that you national. call, what is it that you call it, if you're not a U.S. citizen, do you, what term you're do national. you use? A national. Or nationals. Okay. We are nationals. We're non-resident. See, and they they look. There's a, a section in there that it covers us as non-resident aliens because we're foreign to the corporation. Mm. Now, did you sign or did you send these affidavits out to IRS local prosecutors? Uh, see, we haven't done that yet. Now, okay. when we when we did our application process for the passport card mm-hmm. in eighteen. We didn't do the affidavit. I see. Later, we 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 learned, you know, we need to do this affidavit. There's actually a public law. It's ninety four dash two forty one section three o two, and it's from nineteen seventy six. And it says 
I declare I am not a national, I am not a U.S. citizen, but I am a national. You can go declare that in front of a judge, and they have to honor it. Mm. But um, I know I know a guy who did it in court, and it didn't do anything. They just yeah. totally ignored. Of course, it, right? Because they're boss <laughs> hogs. These yeah, that's that's hogs. the whole point here. Is this all? Right. It's, it's sort of this intellectual exercise. But when it comes down to it, and this has always been what I've said to the the various different theorists over the years, the court theorists is you can have all the research done. You can have the forms filled out in triplicate with all the T's crossed and the I's dotted and think you got them. I figured it out. You've got the way out of the system. And then it doesn't matter because the thing is, they don't follow, they don't follow their own rules. They do right. whatever it is that they want to do, and that includes you know, destroying your life. They're less likely to do that when there's a bunch of people in the courtroom with cameras. Right. It's that's a lot true. different if somebody's just by themselves saying, hey, I Absolutely. figured all this out. But, but, that's, but the, yeah, the thing is, Bob, and that's the purpose watchers. of the Free you State gotta, Project. Yeah. Yep. You've got to try to stay out of the court. Because <laughs> well. even, even as a national, you know, you can sing and dance in this. The, you know, the, that judge is the, the captain of his ship. He's sitting up in his wheelhouse. Sure. And, and and the guy you know, running the jail isn't going to care either because he just does That's whatever right. the judge says. So That's uh, right. thanks. Now, go ahead. Let, let me let me say this. Yeah. Um, there, a gal that followed Roger's process, she took her family, she did her children, she did her husband, her. They were traveling over the holidays, and they went and you know it was a busy day at the airport, right? So they go in line, and uh, she the the ticket agent sends her over to the to the line where they got to take off their shoes and they go mm-hmm. they're standing waiting to get you know felt up and and sure. body naked body scanners in the work the she said the guy came running across the airport yelling come with me come with me i'm so sorry i put you in the wrong line once he had time to put in her passport card and that it, it comes up as a, you're either a diplomat or an ambassador, and <laughs> and and he he led them over to the express lane. They got on that plane. They kept their shoes on. They didn't get scanned and or felt up. And so there's many stories like that uh, where where these nationals now are being treated as though they are diplomats or ambassadors. And now what my wife and I did, we we refiled. But see, my wife. She didn't actually follow Roger's process, so she sent in our stuff. But she didn't when we were renewing our cards because they were only three years old. They're mm-hmm. they're good for ten years. Um, she uh, they they sent us a letter and they said if you want to renew your passport cards, you must you know include your thirty dollars for the new card and new passport photos. And if you don't do it within 90 days, we will return your citizenship evidence. Interesting. That was our so you guys are still okay. in the midst of this, then? We are in the midst. I want you to keep we us updated, Dave. Call, yes, call please, us. Please call back again. Ian, I would love, Roger Sales would love to come on your show. and let He is the expert. Always happy funny. to hear from anybody at all. He Phones are open every single night. Uh, there's more coming up here in moments. Thanks, Dave. It's Free Talk That's 
In studio tonight, we've got Ian. And Pony. And nobody. We've been talking about the idea of sovereignty. And it's something that people on this show are big fans of. I mean, I love that that concept that we are all the kings of our own lives and that no one should rule over us, that we don't consent uh, to being ruled. And Bonnie, you were talking about the fact that, you know, if enough people were to join in with whichever you know plan we're talking about, whether it's the Free State Project of people physically migrating together or if enough people were to file these affidavits with the with the government that that might give some more sway and that's absolutely the truth it's all about numbers but the thing is the filing doesn't matter that much because if we had i don't know what do we got a few thousand people here for the free state project in new mm-hmm. hampshire if we had half of them driving around with their own homemade uh license plates and refusing to obey, you know, various different government mandates in, you know, in a large group, then it would definitely give us a lot more strength than we would otherwise have. And we wouldn't have to uh, file any kind of paperwork at all. It would just be the cops would see, you know, the Shire license plate, which I have one of them here in the studio because I've actually done this. Uh, They would see the Shire license plate and they would know, oh, if we pull that person over, they're not going to pay the fine. They're yeah. going to go to court. They're going to make me have to go to court. They're going to then not pay the fine even after we find them guilty in court, which is what we tend to do on an occasional basis here and there. There's like, you know, a long time ago, uh, a great lady named Lauren Canario, who was one of my inspirational reasons for moving here to New Hampshire, she did some of this freedom to travel stuff. And of course, the, the state came down on her like a ton of bricks and took away her car or license or something like that. And she ended up having to jump through the hoops to get it all taken care of. Um, because if you just do it all by yourself, they're going to come down on you and they're going to they're going to cut you off at the head and it's going to be over with. Well, one thing that you're making me realize is even if a bunch of people skipped all the steps of declaring themselves sovereign and just started acting sovereign and the cops ignored them, say all of New Hampshire did that. Let's just say all of New Hampshire did that. Which will never happen because you can never, never expect happen. all of anyone to do anything. Well, maybe everybody who didn't want to moved out. So mm-hmm. that happened and uh, we declared independence and we're sovereign and we're not part of the federal system anymore. Well, that doesn't stop these psychopaths from saying, well, we'll just kill them if they believe that we are their serfs. And they would, in their own uh, a belief system, believe that they were totally fine to do that. Sure. But if you declared yourself not a serf anymore and you have no, you know, uh, it, you know, if you go through kind of like their hoops to get out of their system first, that you kind of, like the guy said at the beginning, uh, John was saying at the beginning, I don't like the idea that you consent by having a birth certificate and by all this stuff. But if you're just being kind of like, it's like kind of being lazy and just saying, I'm just going to pretend that doesn't exist when it does. And it's basically like what they're using as a contract to be able to kill you if you disobey. Well, because I mean, these people do ultimately do that. If you disobey, if you drive without a driver's mm-hmm. sure. license, they'll, oh, kill they'll kill you. Ultimately, they, they killed will. a lot of Iraqis, and those Iraqis didn't have U.S. birth certificates, and they didn't have U.S. driver's licenses, mm-hmm. and they they didn't consent to any involvement with the United States. They didn't even live here, but that didn't stop the U.S. government from murdering them. Well, maybe their based government based on lies. Them. 
Yeah, I don't want to. I'm not. They're, they're part of their governments, and their governments kind of sold them. I just want to make it clear. Mm. I'm not saying don't try this. Okay, I'm not saying don't declare your independence. We've done that. I'm just making. We've done a, that. We did that with the with the Shire Society Declaration in 2010 at Porkfest. We had a great signing. There's a framed copy of one of the declarations in this room. With dozens of signatures on it, it is a personal declaration of independence. Ron Paul signed it. He didn't sign that, that copy, one, but, but he yeah. has signed he has one signed of them. It. You're absolutely right about that. Um, and so, you know, we did that. And there have been other people who've done the processes that we've been discussing tonight with the with the callers as well. So I'm not op- opposed to any of that. Just mm-hmm. you have to understand that they will still do whatever it is that they want to do to you. And if you encounter a situation where you flash your papers and a cop walks away... Well, that's great. And and if that's actually what saves people it, on occasion, then fantastic. But the thing is, that's not duplicatable on a consistent basis. And I will mm-hmm. once again issue my challenge to those people out there who truly believe in these processes. Because I want to believe it. Mm-hmm. But in order to believe things that are, uh, what is it, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence? They do. In order to believe these claims, they need to be tested. And they need to be tested and proven to work consistently. Otherwise, it's just, oh, well, you're getting lucky because the cop doesn't want to mess with more you. More people need to be educated about it. And I don't understand why you would say, listen, if somebody believes in this Bible, I want to believe in it. I'm not going to read it. I want you to read it Bonnie, and test it. I've told it. you, I've read all about this stuff. I've done these things. I, I pulled up a document here that I filed with the Secretary of State of New Hampshire. Okay, so I've done a I lot mean, of this well, stuff. This is your, so, but they still came and arrested him. Sure. Well, somebody else would say, oh, well, you didn't file it in the right way. Or you didn't file it with the right person. So that's why I'm, why I'm throwing out this challenge again to the various people who believe in this stuff. Move to New Hampshire. If you're already here in New Hampshire, pop your head up so we can meet you. Come out to you know various different events. Introduce yourself. Tell us about what you've done. And then go park your car downtown in uh, Keene, New Hampshire for a few hours one day during you know business hours and get yourself a parking ticket. And then we're gonna draw, we're gonna document from start to finish how it is that you successfully managed to get rid of this. If that's too easy, well then go ahead and speed in front of some cops and get yourself a speeding ticket. And well, I want the whole thing documented from start to finish. The pullover, I want that documented. I want whatever you know things that you file with the court documented. And then I want to see this process. I want to see it work. And then I well, want to see it work again. I don't think yeah. that that would prove that it this whole thing is bull crap if that didn't work for one person. Because the thing is, these people hide behind the, the... Okay, these people who run the world, whoever they are, whatever, they hide behind the police. The police do their bidding. So they have no moral consequences because they believe in karma. The cops are the ones actually taking the bad karmic... Uh, consequences because they're uneducated about that type of uh spiritual sure. stuff the, the so they'll do this, this to people and uh it doesn't it doesn't matter to them if they do it to just like one or two people they'll start to figure out that they can't uh do something to people if there's a whole bunch of people doing it and mm-hmm. that the okay. average person looking on uh disagrees with them sure. but right now when the, everybody in the um, like 99.999 percent of people believe oh you should be killed for uh breaking enough laws mm-hmm. which is basically ultimately what people believe then the cops are like i am in i am right That's i right. have the right to do this because someone told me i could it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to me like it proves anything for one person to go and go through all this and 
the cops well, I want more than one person. Anyway. Well, what what it what it proves when one person goes through these steps and um and does get arrested or jailed or whatever or whatever it is that that they don't expect happens to them. What it proves is that you can't necessarily rely on these things to keep you out of uh to keep you safe. Um and that that would be that would be my contention. Is right. No that, paperwork is going to stop a psychopath. Yeah, I don't think anybody here has claimed that it's going to just keep you safe. Well, no, even when, you push, the first guy who- when you push them, they will admit, oh, yeah, you don't want to show up in court. Oh, you don't want, you know, you keep your head down is what the last guy called in to say. It was like, oh, yeah, you don't want to put yourself on their radar. Well, of course not, because they're psychopaths yeah. and they'll do whatever it is they want to. And it doesn't matter what you file with them. But again, I'd love to be and proven wrong. And if your defense is not being noticed... It's easier to not be noticed by just not being noticed. Let me ask you if you believe in this. Do you think it is true that if you learned everything there is to learn about the uh, stuff in, you know, their laws, their Mm -hmm. codes and everything, there probably is an opt out option? No. Not like one checking a button, but, you know, uh, there's probably a way to opt out. And if you don't, then why did you say you did this? You said you did this before. That's what the gurus believe, but you're never going to find it in their statutes. There's not some sort of statute that says, if you just file the right paperwork with the right agency. Then why did you say, I did this, Bonnie? Don't say I've I didn't do I've done various this. different aspects of this. That's the mm-hmm. first reason. What I've, done, I don't know I've done various different variants of this over the years. Mm-hmm. The first time I got arrested in court was I was trying one of these theories. The theory in that particular case was the one where I wouldn't stand for the the, ju- the judge. Remember? Uh-huh. Or no, I wouldn't sit down. I, I was standing yeah. and I wouldn't sit down. Well, it was six seconds. I, I, yeah. my, my impression, that was actually um, a big thing that, that got me to move up here, actually, yeah. was seeing that video. That was and- me trying one of the theories, which says that you're always negotiating with these people. And, uh, you know, anyway, they didn't want to negotiate. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't believe in it, so I don't know why we're even talking about it. You what do you mean I don't believe in it? I love you these said ideas. You, didn't. you just told me you didn't. I love these ideas. I want to have someone prove that they actually work, though. And that to prove it means you've got to do it consistently on video. Live, and you can bring up what you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. T and Bonnie and nobody in the studio here tonight as we kick off the third hour of the program. And I love Free Talk Live the most when people call in and bring things up I wasn't planning to talk about. And this is an, a good example this show. Is a good example of that because we started talking about the World Economic Forum, got through one segment, and then a gentleman called in to bring up this sovereignty uh, discussion about "quote unquote" state nationals or nationals, and uh, and you know the, the process of uh, putting in paperwork with government agencies to de- basically declare your independence from them and say you know I'm not involved with you anymore, leave me alone. Uh, I love that concept, and Bonnie, you. Maybe I'm not been communicating this very well. It feels to me like you think I'm hostile towards these people. And in, in no way am I hostile towards these ideas. Not only have I attempted to implement them myself and failed uh, thus far, but I also am offering them publicity. 
And if indeed these ideas are good, and I agree with you, if a bunch of people were to adopt them, it would change everything. But we don't have that right now. We have occasional people ad- adopting them, and they get when they get targeted, they get taken out, and there's very little that we can do. But I consider this to be a pretty pretty good offer because a lot of the people that believe in this stuff, they don't have the ability to record a video professionally and you know put it online, and they just have, and nobody can videotape themselves in court. You know, you it's really, hard to do that. You yeah. need to have more than one person to, to you make have a things guy. happen. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm willing to be that guy, and I got a blog, and I got a YouTube and an Odyssey channel, and I got a radio show. And I want this process to be documented. I love the stories about the successes, the alleged successes, where the guy uh, talked to somebody or the lady talked to somebody at the Geico, and they said that having an international driver of a passport's an international driver's license, and they're going to cover her accident, and and like all these stories, people driving away, the cops driving away, and all. I want to see evidence of it. Okay, I get I get what you're saying now. That you're making more sense while you're saying it. But one thing is like, <laughs> imagine if there was some radio show host you heard one day who was like. So the Free State Project, they want to use this magic group of people to get together and go to New Hampshire. And listen, I am, I'm all about it, I'm, but I don't think it's ever going to work. Wouldn't you be like, why don't you just get here and see what we're doing instead well, of... no, I want this to work. I'm that's just saying, Lily, I'm just saying. I want this to work. Well, that's what the radio host said, too, works. about the Free State Project. Oh, uh, I Who want this to work. My person I just made up. I want this to work, but... Listen, they're they're just going to come after you guys anyway, free state staters. Oh, you know, I expect just, them to come well, after Sometimes us. they do. Yeah, I expect you know? them to come after. I'm us. just saying, if you if you are wondering why it seems like you're hostile to the idea, that's why. Okay, well, I'm certainly not hostile to the idea of of the free state project, but at the same time, yes, they are going to come continue to come after us until. We can meet them with overwhelming force is is the bottom line. Um, and that I mean, you, you got to remember the uh, the the Madeleine Albright principle, I'll call it. Okay. Killing children to get where you want to go. Uh, yes. The Madeleine Albright principle is uh, Madeleine Albright. Um, was some kind of U.S. official who was involved in the uh, sanctions against Iraq that killed half a million children. Okay, and she seemed like to talk to her to to hear her interviewed. She seemed like a nice lady mm. until somebody asked her, "Well, a half a million Iraqi children died." Because of your sanctions, do you think it was worth it? And she said, yeah, I think it was worth it. So basically, in order to keep her gang of criminals in power, she was willing to murder half a million innocent children. And when you understand that, you realize that the only way to, to... the the only way to be safe from these people is to make it physically impossible for them to harm you by having so many allies that they would be shot dead if they tried um and that's 
That's the only way. Now, because I tend they to don't care about anything else. If they force. can kill you, they will kill you if they think it will keep you keep them in power. And you can ask Martin Luther King. You can ask Malcolm X. Mm. You have to ask him at a seance because they're both dead. Yeah. But that was their experience. They became influential and they were murdered by the United States government. And you make a strong argument, nobody. <laughs> I just tend to believe that you can do it without violence. Well, if you have numbers, you don't need violence is, either. If you have numbers, you know, the, the whole concept of democracy is, okay, if we went out in the streets and beat each other with clubs over what the next... Uh, over who should who should lead this this government mm-hmm. or this society? Well, the side with the, the with the greatest numbers would probably win. Sure. All other things being equal, and therefore, instead of going out in the streets and beating each other with clubs, we're going to find out who would win the club fight by having a vote instead. But but it's still a proxy um, club fight. Yeah, it's it's still a, a proxy for the numbers and, and a proxy for the ability to do violence. But you're right. If if you have overwhelming numbers, then they won't then you won't they need won't to get, get into the fight. You don't have to have the violence. Let's go to the phones here. Steven is on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so I called to do two things. One. I want to know, does anyone else think that Klaus Schwab looks like Lex Luthor meets the penguin? (laughs) Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, the guy we were playing at the beginning of the show. He is scary looking, that's for sure. I gotta see what this guy looks like. The looks of the man are frightening. He's right here on the screen, Bonnie, if you want to see I've seen him before now that I I see this, and I, I just don't know. He is just old and wrinkly. He looks like all old, wrinkly, bald people. Hey, watch yourself there. <laughs> you are not as old as this guy. Nobody. What's that, Stephen? Um, I said, Mr. Nobody's not old. Nah. <laughs> um, so I I called in to just kind of get y'all's thoughts on this. Um, right around the time that you were getting arrested, Ian, um, I was informing a cop that I wasn't afraid of him or his nonsense. Um, And a couple of weeks later, he had a bunch of other cops with big guns going to my house. I think you know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. I hate Um, it when that happens. Oh, dude, it's just like, I've raided houses in Afghanistan, and having your house raided makes you realize what a butthole you were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I would imagine so. I... I I was only out. I I actually joined the military and I got kicked out during uh, delayed in, in uh, enlistment uh, before I ever went to boot camp. And I'm nice. so glad, yeah. in oh, retrospect, <laughs> that that happened and that I don't have to live with things I did as part of the military. Yeah, they take advantage of people who uh, ultimately. Uh, I think the average person who joins the military has a good reason for wanting to join. They believe that they're doing something right and the government completely just takes advantage of these people. I remember Adam Kokesh said uh, the military is the best of humanity serving the worst of humanity. Mm. That's fairly true. But um, what led to my what led to my raid and my six-month detainment before trial was 
I was doing in your face. I don't care who you are. I don't care what's going on. Activism. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've been out for seven months or so. Um, just trying to like get locked up for six months as a number on you financially, physically, psychologically. I finally feel I'm in the position that I can do this responsibly again. And I'm really thinking, do I, do I go over or do I go covert? Right. Do I just go under like the radar and, do the most I can without going to jail. And one of the things I was thinking about... Well, let's talk about it. Hang on, Stephen. We'll, we'll continue okay. that discussion here in moments. If you want to join in, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, the number if you want to join in here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And nobody. And don't forget, you can join us anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. If you like what we do here and you want to help support the show, then please go to the uh, the AMPS Patreon like Aaron has done. Aaron is a platinum level supporter of uh, amps which stands for advertise market promote and support is a way for you to help us uh, get free talk live onto more great radio stations bring new listeners on board and you get some cool benefits from doing that uh, so you can go to amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com that'll take you right to our patreon where you can get signed up with your paypal or debit or credit card so thank you aaron for your support we go back to steven in north georgia steven uh you were talking about coming back from the military and doing horrible things to people and then you got your home raided so it kind of brought down to uh reality what that process is like as the uh, the victim side of things uh, but you were asking a question right before we went to break and i wasn't really clear on what you were saying you, you were t- trying to debate uh, amongst yourself, whether or not you wanted to do activism outwardly that could put you in some uh, jeopardy of being targeted by the police or do it inwardly. Can you just kind of recap that? So, well, I guess the question is like, do you, do you maybe answer both, but do you want to do things where like you force attention on yourself and you also force a target on yourself? I think that's something people need to understand is, when you try the system publicly, like when you push against the system publicly and you're doing things that are getting 20,000 views on YouTube um, and you make them look like idiots, some of them will do whatever it takes to get a warrant and send 15 dudes with guns into your 625-square-foot apartment at 2 mm, o'clock. Yes, they will. Yeah, they um, they don't have any problem murdering anybody if they believe that person is a threat to their power. Is uh, Martin Luther King is a perfect example? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a better activist yeah. than I'll ever be, and that didn't stop them from killing him. Nope. So, Mister Nobody, you've done something right that I think is very interesting, and from what I understand, you've essentially told other people that you want to be called Mr. Nobody, right? Well, um, I legally I changed my name uh, with with oh, the did. government. And the reason I did that is because I was running for governor. 
And my slogan was, nobody knows how to live your life better than you do, and nobody deserves that kind of power. <laughs> that's great. Okay. See, I thought you just, like, told people that's what you wanted to be called from now on. No. Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I'm fine with people still calling me rich. Um you know, it, it, to to my point of view, nobody is kind of a character, mm. um, but I'm still the same guy I always was. Rich was always a character, too. I was always <laughs> a character. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, if you want the what, government to put uh, a word like nobody on a ballot, you got to go through the legal name change process. They're not going to respect it otherwise, so that's what you have to do. Yeah. Well, Vermin Supreme, like, he didn't change his name legally, did he? Yes, he did, I believe. I think he did, yeah. To oh. Vermin? Supreme? Mm-hmm. Oh. Shows what I know. I'm an idiot. Oh, no, you're yeah. just uninformed. There's no, a difference. I think you're about to make a point, though. You're going to say that, you know... Well, ma- I'm, I'm thinking about changing my name, and I just... I'm, I'm done with this system, right? And the way that I'm looking at this isn't like a, hey, I want to fix it. I spent years trying to fix it because I, I loved my country, and I loved my countrymen. And I still love people, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a few people that have finagled their way up top. And I want to look at this not like um, we're signing peace treaties or anything, but like I'm breaking up with you, right? This Mm -hmm. isn't a divorce. Like we never married each other. I'm just taking my boombox and my pillow Mm -hmm. and I'm walking away and Hopefully we don't run into the each other at the Waffle House. <laughs> mm. uh, right? like, like when I when I broke up with my girlfriend, we didn't go get paperwork. Mm-hmm. I literally looked at her and said, "Hey, my name's on the lease. Yours isn't. Do you want to move out, or do you want to put your name on the lease and I'll move out? Okay. Like you've got thirty Fair. seconds here. Thirty uh, seconds. That's a quick move out." <laughs> So you got to pull the bandaid off. So the question is like, how do you do the breakup process? And because like, if, if well, I, I think that's what we spent the last two yeah, hours it discussing. Is, it is what and we've no, been discussing. No, our no, answer no. so far is it's no. like breaking up with a crazy stalker in <laughs> that you can break up with them as many times as you like, but you're still going to find them peeking out of your underwear drawer at the weirdest <laughs> times. Um, so my issue my issue with the last couple of callers is I really think that they're fooling themselves and they think that these pieces of paper matter and they don't. I'm sorry. They don't. They the do to the psychopaths is, who have guns. But do they? Because the psychopaths no, with mean, guns still come after. What I mean is like your birth certificate matters to them. All these things that you never said, hey, get this off of uh, me. I, I, this isn't me. I don't identify with this. That matters to the psychopaths, and that's why they, they it obviously does, or else they wouldn't have spent so much time making well, all these laws and, yes. Months ago, months ago, I called in for the first time after my release, and I said, hey, um, here's what happened. I gave you all, uh, not quick, but I gave you a recap of what happened. Um, the officer was told that he couldn't conduct law enforcement for, during the time of his investigation. He couldn't have a gun. I recently saw him, okay, and guess what he had on his hip? It Mm. wasn't a toothbrush. Pieces of paper don't stop nobody from doing nothing. It never has. They do whatever they want um, because that's, you know, they can get away with it. Yeah, but a piece of paper is saying, 
you are not allowed to drive because we revoked your driver's license is going to make the police say, hey, I have the right to put you in a cage because you don't have a driver's license. For example, that's just an example. Sure, that's yeah. true. And all I'm saying is if... Some pieces of paper are worth more than others. All I'm saying is in the example of breaking up with your girlfriend, yeah, you guys didn't get married or anything, but what if somebody, when you were a little kid made you sign something and you just, uh, you know, never got rid of it and you were still using it every time you applied for more things, um, like using the birth certificate to get a driver's license, acting like it actually meant something, and instead of saying, hey, this doesn't mean anything and I need to get rid of this. Like, that's different than just dating somebody and having a consensual understanding you're both together. Yeah, I love the idea of opting out of the uh, the driver's thing, and that, that I think that's great. And people like Jay Noon, who've actually never even had one, I, I don't believe, mm. are incredibly heroic to me. But those people get arrested from time to time, and that's just that's something they go into the process understanding, at least if they're being realistic. It's like, if you're not going to play ball by these psychopaths' rules, then they will act like psychopaths with you at some point, and you'll be lucky if you don't get your head smashed in uh, on the pavement. Steven, thanks have- for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number 603-283-6160. If you want to continue that thought in a moment here, Bonnie, I'd be happy to hear about it. The number 603-283-6160. And you can take control of the airwaves here. This is Free Talk Live. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Bonnie, and nobody in the studio here tonight. Uh, Maybe we'll get back to the World Economic Forum. We've been barraged with callers, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, And I know that uh, Stephen in Georgia, he was making a point about activism and cops targeting him and he's definitely he's called in multiple times about his run-ins with the police down there in georgia and i know that uh bonnie or nobody one of you guys wanted to make a point i think about about that well the thing the thing that i would say to dude is and he is listening by the way i see him in the, the chat is there is you know At least when I get arrested in New Hampshire, people know where I am. People know that I got arrested. People care, you know, and that to me makes makes a huge difference and makes me think that uh, the impact I'm having is much greater than what I would have if I was somewhere else fighting the system alone. Uh, So what I would say is if you want to do activism Come to New Hampshire, and at least, uh, well, nobody will care. Um, <laughs> nobody did care this weekend. Uh, we had an example of this where you weren't being arrested, thank goodness. But a friend for of the, once, a friend of the show was, uh, and uh, this person had been pulled over. They put out a cell four one one alert, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, we happen to be up at that time of night. But I'm stuck at home due to this uh, ankle monitor, so I couldn't go out. But you got the alert because, well, you're programming cell four and one, so you better. Uh-huh. And uh, you went out to this pullover. A person was pulled over on the side of the road, and uh, you managed to get there before they, I think, even cuffed 
the, yeah. uh, the individual. Yeah, and I you was got video. there and filming. Yeah, you got video. And the, uh, the person had a ride home instead of them saying, oh, you don't have a ride home, so you're going to have to stay the night. Right. They could. They would have probably sent him to the jail for protect so-called protective custody, mm-hmm. where you just basically sit overnight and then they let you out the next day. Uh, but you you were there for him. You waited in the, the lobby at the police station and, uh, and took the guy took him home. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, to me that's that's just it's an important thing that that it's good you karma. know you never have to fight these people alone. If you're in New Hampshire, where you've right. got an actual community of like-minded, freedom-loving people who are physically nearby to you, mm-hmm. and uh, was that kind of what you wanted to get? Get out there, Bonnie. Yeah, just uh, I, I wanted nobody to talk about it mostly because nobody also got arrested on some BS last year for six months. Um, That's right. Yeah. And yeah. I figured that that would maybe speak to him more than just us saying, oh, come up here. It will be so much better. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, I mean, being in jail always sucks, but it meant something to me that I had people sending me letters. I had mm-hmm. people uh, sending me books. Sure, you know, it means a lot. I, it, yeah, it it uh, it it makes all the difference well, to yeah. know that somebody on the outside still cares. Yeah, and uh, apart from just feeling like you have a, a group of people that care, I feel like you're actually making more of a difference in New Hampshire because a oh, yeah. lot of people up here, like a huge percentage of people up here, do actual media, like um, have YouTube and Odyssey and all, and you know, blogs and things like that. Um, there's actually people here who run Mm -hmm. websites where they'll cover stuff that doesn't get covered in like, I, I just feel like in Georgia, most people are just like, Oh, a criminal got arrested period. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, for one thing, it's a police state down there, but yeah, the, uh, the locals in, in New Hampshire are, are different. I mean, we're we're in the probably the most authoritarian town in New Hampshire mm-hmm. um, because you know we knew we were going to be doing c- civil disobedience and we were going to be making a lot of noise and that that would annoy the neighbors no matter where we were so we decided to do it in a town that was already a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. um, but the uh, you know people in New Hampshire are more sympathetic to the ideas of personal liberty mm-hmm. than any place that i have ever been yep that's true that makes that makes a huge difference to me i think they're more reachable i agree with that and there's uh, one of the best stories i remember was when i was having my windshield replaced i think you were on the porch uh with me it was the summertime yeah and just three new hampshire you know two guys and a uh, lady came over to to do that job they knocked it out in i don't know less than an hour i mean it was super fast they obviously knew what they were doing and then afterwards, I think you and I, we had a joint rolled up or something like that. And we offered yeah. to smoke with them and they came up and we all got high and uh, on the porch locals. together. Yeah, just some, you know, New Hampshire natives. And we you know talked about freedom with them and they were totally on board. It's just one mm-hmm. of those things where you just run into people like that all over the place up here. Now, of course, yeah. there are I used the- to have people walk up to me and when I'd be open carrying and say, thank you for keeping us safe. You <laughs> yeah, know. That's awesome. Nice. 
Uh, but then again, there are the statists. Those people do exist here. Obviously, the state is still a thing in New Especially Hampshire. Especially in Keene. We, we We're to trying to convince them to join the free lunch project and, and move, move to Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> and, But they really, really don't like the free state project. They really don't like the libertarians up here. And the reason for that is because we do have numbers. The reason for that is because we are impactful. The reason for that is when we do get arrested, people do care. And there is publicity mm-hmm. around it. And when uh, when people get elected, they have support and they, they're making a difference to getting legislation passed. We're seeing tremendous successes here. And the status are quaking in their boots, honestly. They are obsessed yeah. with us. They have uh, seminars. They say we've taken over, yeah. but yeah. I say they haven't seen nothing, nothing yet. Nothing yet, yeah. yeah. 10%. <laughs> right, that's a great point. They're calling a 10%. We've got maybe 10% of the 400-person uh, New Hampshire State House that are free staters. Maybe mm-hmm. 10%. So that's, it's not insignificant. I mean, that's more than the Libertarian Party has done in 50 years of existence on a national level. And it was done here in 15, you know, mm-hmm. or 20 years. Uh, so it's been an amazing success. And they're calling that taking over. Yeah. 10%. Yeah. And it's like, wait till we have 50%. Wait till we have 20,000 <laughs> people here. We're not even at that number yet. There's only, what, yeah. like 5,000 or something that have... Maybe not even that that have that have moved up here. Of course, you know it's hard to count independent-minded people because not all not all of them sign up for things. Yeah, and they don't all show up for events. A lot of no. them are introverts. But uh, let's go to one of the earliest movers. Dave Ridley happens to be on the line here. Uh, Dave, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I, I, I thought um, the um, I, I'm thinking this may have slipped through the cracks to some extent, but uh, you know I heard this. Uh, you know, basically, uh, that apparently Max Abramson is claiming he's a state rep who's also a free stater in the answer. Right. He apparently made a claim, and I heard this kind of secondhand, but a claim to the effect that um, with, with regard to independence legislation or a referendum, we don't actually need to go through the constitutional amendment process to get it in front of the people. Uh, we could, he was saying, apparently, that. We, you actually could make legislation that creates a referendum. Yeah, he told mm-hmm. me that in person. Uh, it was the day Bonnie and I were at the state house, uh, trying to give the legislators a last minute flyers. encouragement. Yeah, and hand out uh, hand out flyers. And uh, that's what he said. And I I don't disbelieve him. I mean, he's been a state rep for a few terms now, so mm-hmm. he's certainly got uh, experience. But the problem with going through the legislative process, of course, is you would either need a veto-proof majority or you would need a governor who's willing to sign whatever it is that you know, comes onto his desk about independence. And that you certainly do not have uh, with uh, Chris Sununu, the current governor. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't hurt to— uh, You could try it. You know, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't hurt to get it in front of him, and then yeah, you, if you know, can get it passed. Point out to point out to people, hey, this was in front of him, and he didn't sign. Let's let's vote in somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the change here would be that doing it this way, you wouldn't need sixty six percent of New Hampshireites to vote in favor of it sure. in a referendum. You, you'd give you know fifty one percent voting in favor of it in a referendum might be enough, and that gets us more in tune with you know what scotland and quebec and other places have, have been doing yeah. so then there would yeah. still be a vote mm-hmm. oh. it could be well, d- it just depends on how it's written the bill oh, okay. yeah that's what max will seem to be indicating uh you know there's no normal there's no typical referendum process in new hampshire like you have in california correct uh, but maybe it could be done this way by making a piece of legislation yeah. that creates a referendum yeah i think that's what he's saying is we don't have the citizen referendum 
I like the idea because just having the vote would be huge news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely would. Uh, Ridley, I don't know if that was all you had, but if you want more, stand by. We'll continue. It's Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for you to get on the lines right now. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight is Ian. It's Bonnie. And nobody. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. And please enjoy the features there, which include archives going back for many years. You can go to uh, freetalklive.com and find those there for free. That's archives over at freetalklive.com. We go back to Dave Ridley. He is from RidleyReport.com. And Ridley, uh, you had some more to share. Uh, You were talking about independence and a state representative who proposed, let's try a different approach. Instead of going with a constitutional amendment, which is what happened earlier this year, uh, in New Hampshire and and made history because that's never, from what we can tell, ever happened before. And he uh, in voted the, for it. In the history of uh, who? He Max. voted to not table it. Oh, Max Abramson, yes. Um, and uh, and so that's, uh, that's a pretty awesome thing that happened earlier this year, but it was a good start. Only 13 state reps, unfortunately, did uh, vote to not table the things. Presumably would have had all four, 13 of them voting for it if it actually was not tabled. But he wants to try a different approach of uh, just put together some normal legislation that would add something to the ballot. And then it could pass with 51% or whatever instead of 67%, uh, which would be required to pass a constitutional amendment. Uh, so it's an interesting approach. Uh, Ridley, anything else you want to share about it? Yeah, one of the other uh, independents reps in New Hampshire is Matt Santanastasso, and yes. he uh, bounced an idea off of me two the other day, which is not really directly independence-related. I, mean, I guess it actually kind of is, but uh, he, he was uh, saying, uh, he was suggesting that, uh, you know, as you know, I've been deplatformed basically off of YouTube. The Ridley Report uh, doesn't function oh, no. very well on Odyssey and other places where I try to put videos. I don't get very many hits. Hmm. Uh, but he was suggesting, you know, why don't you, why don't you just put your videos on someone else's channel that's already got hits? Um, and I will probably contact a few people to see if there's an option, but mm-hmm. it, would be, it would be nice if someone just reach out, reaches out to me so it's less work, right? That's cool. Um, so if, I would just, if you've got a YouTube channel and you want to want some free content, you know kind of what I do, ambush interviews of, of authoritarian politicians, um, just reach out to me. Just go to freestateproject.org, and uh, they can find me. Yeah, they, they, you email them, and, and they'll be able to find me, and uh, we can go from there. <laughs> Hmm. There's no more direct way of reaching you. Well, Facebook, I'm deplatformed there too, basically. So, mm. uh, you know, I could give out my email on the air, but that's also, you know, dicey. <laughs> so, yeah, freestateproject.org is a simple way to contact me. All right, Dave. Uh, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. So we continue here. We've got Major Payne on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Hey, guys. Um, well,. I just wanted to tell y'all a tale about a 85-year-old bar owner that got whooped up by the state police Oof. for just asking him to leave him the hell alone. Okay. There was a parking lot across the street from him. This guy, uh, you, you guys don't know Michigan, but this is a little... I know Michigan. Up. Antrim County is the one that got stoled during the voting here. It, it, I guarantee you that it was all Republican and it went all Democrat. Hmm. And that wow. was all due to the 
vending machines. But uh, anyway, it's it's a poor place. Okay. And this old boy owns a bar. There's a main artery highway 131 that goes north and south up through there. And then right at the corner of his bar, if I recollect correctly, there's a highway called 32 that comes out of Elmira and dumps out there. But anyway, there was a parking lot across the street, and the troopers were poaching his customers. You know? Mm. And it went on for two, three, four months, I don't know. And finally, the old boy got fed up, and he went across the street, and he gave the trooper a talking to. You know? Well, next weekend... They showed up with a few more cars, hmm. left one or two over there for bait. And when the old boy come out to hoorah him again, they put a good whooping on him. And this old man was 85 years wow. old. Wow. Wow. I was over 60 when they busted my ribs. I mean, left me in a puddle of my own blood, dropped Damn. me like a sack of tears. What yeah. did the cops try to claim? That this frail old man was a threat to uh, half a dozen or whatever cops? He tried to fight him, and he evidently had a little bit of resources. But when you got 12 wolves lying as a pack, you're hit. When you said he had resources, you mean he had a weapon or something? No, I mean he had money to fight him. Uh. Most people, that they, they pick on the poor folks. Right. People that don't have money mm-hmm. to fight them. But you don't. But well, I'm sometimes they, like, I think they just like to take out their anger about their horrible lives on people, and they're like, "Oh, this is my opportunity, and this old man can't fight back." Well, you know what they say: the police flag is black and blue, just like forty percent of their wives. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess my question, Major, was about what are the police claiming happened in the incident? Are they claiming this old man rushed him with a blade, or like what are they trying to okay. say? Of course, somebody made a statement like he, uh, you know, give me a dirty look or took a swing at me or whatever. And this is before the dash cam thing was all. This was probably, oh, hell, I don't know, eight, maybe ten years ago. Oh, oh okay. But, okay. Uh, and so yeah, uh, was, so any, did anything come of this? I mean, was a, did anyone sue anyone over, the, over this or what happened? Like I said, he tried, he tried to fight him in court, but, uh, you know, there was too many liars against uh, him. I see. Mm. That's a sad story. It is. Thank you, Major, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Jack in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. We'll go just ahead. call that a major bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Yeah, um, I'm going to play kind of a devil's advocate. So if everyone succeed, succeeded. Succeed? Succeeded. Succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Proceeded, um, you know, and then you guys were able to impose the uh, kind of volunteer system. Wouldn't human nature say that over a period of time, human nature would almost turn it into like a kind of mafia or a government just out of the greed that mankind seems to have? I don't think anything about the people I know in real life suggests to me that human nature necessarily wants to be ruled i mean most people who are act like that who act like they want to be ruled have been uh conditioned to be that way since uh birth basically what if they weren't i I mean most people i know want to uh even if they are not a libertarian they will say something like to you like oh i control myself yeah i control myself they just don't really know what's happening to them i just don't think that People should allow human nature to be something that uh, somebody else can tell you what it is. 
Yeah. I mean, I would say it, it's definitely possible that, you know, warlords would take over. But the bottom line for me is what we warlords have already taken over and we're trying to get rid of the warlords. So it's possible that we would win and then later the the warlords would take over again. But at least we would have some time without warlords. Yeah, does that mean never fight the current warlords? Another thing is uh, people like to point to the book Lord of the Flies. Uh, see, this is what happens when people have to create their own society. But that book was written by a drunk who had a really bad <laughs> outlook on life. And there Most was books actually... are written by drunks. That's an occupational yeah, hazard. Well, there, there was this time that some people... Oh, man, I forget what the country is, but it's like Southern Asia. Some kids, and it was like in the 60s or something... They got on their little boat, something like Tungal or something like that. I can't remember the name of the country. Tonga. Tonga. And uh, they got on their little boat and they accidentally got stranded and they ended up on a, a desert island and they uh, were stuck there for a whole year, over a year, and they made their first rule. Their first rule is we're not going to quarrel because they didn't want to fight with each other and make the situation that sucked worse. And they ended up... Uh, creating ways for them to have water they had wells they were living totally fine they created badminton and uh they didn't you know kill each other like lord of the flies hmm. real Ooh. life story but I, I'm saying, if you're running a bakery and a volunteer system which is awesome i love it remember i'm being devil's advocate only i actually agree with uh what you're doing but then you know like a real sharp guy like al capone you know comes up robert De Niro, al pacino he he walks into your bakery one day you know 50 20 years into you know um leaving the uh, united states he's like hey you know do this do that and here's an extra 20 30 bucks i just think that i might not do that i'd say no get out of here i love the way we have this system here but there's really enough people that are going to be like, okay, you know, two, three hundred dollars a month and I launder a little money or. I'm, I'm not real clear. What- I don't know what you would need money laundering for in a society that was free. I mean, you only need money laundering generally to hide the proceeds of, you know, selling somebody something they want. That would be legal in a situation without a, a state. It's yeah. a, I, I hope you'll call in again, Jack, about this because it's a discussion that deserves more than 20 seconds, which is about all we have left. Thank you for the call tonight. We'll see you tomorrow online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com.